0: What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called
1: Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm forty. I'm not. A, I'm not a kid. Write something about me.
0: Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man.
1: But they are who we thought
0: they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello, you play to win the game. Welcome to the DC Crossover Episode 3 right here with Saron and Simpson. The Redskins get a big W over in Glendale, Arizona. And it's, uh, it's been a great day for football, Ben. I mean, we've seen a lot of different games. Uh, we'll definitely get into the NFL week roundup uh, here a little bit later. But let's give our initial thoughts. Um, actually, you know what? Screw the initial thoughts right now. I'm just gonna welcome you in and say, "Hey, man, appreciate how's it, that. How's it going? <laughs> and uh, are you ready for your Lions game tomorrow? Yeah, big uh, Monday night game. <laughs> I don't know who picked
1: J- Lions Jets to kick off Monday night football, but it's oh, a fantastic I'll, game. Man. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great. it's always great now that football is back. I mean, you start with that Thursday night game. We don't care about the Eagles. We won't talk about them too much. But uh, today, day filled with games, some close games, some good finishes, and oh, yeah. the most important one, of course or the Washington Redskins, who looked fantastic today. And uh, that's why we'll kind of keep things for this show... Very Redskins heavy. I mean, completely Redskins heavy, really. I mean, the Nats have been uh, underwater all weekend. I went to one of the games on Saturday, the, the win that they got with Max Scherzer. They actually won both games Saturday. They finished around, what, one thirty in the morning, I think, of game two. So I only went to the first one and said, screw this, I'm going to go home. I'm tired <laughs> of being rained on. But, uh, yeah, so we're not going to worry about the Nats. They've been washed out. The hurricane's coming. Let's focus on the team that's getting the wind uh here today in the washington redskins also sh- mystics lose as well uh keeping with the dc theme yeah. you know they're they're now oh and two in their series unfortunate man. they got to win three in a row now to uh to win the the wnba title so uh not much <laughs> luck in and everywhere else uh dc wise but the redskins the boys and the burgundy and gold got the job done today
0: no doubt about it and as we said before, Ben has his you know Detroit ties and whatnot, but he grew up around here and uh, he has his ties to the D.C. area as well. So uh, he's basically a, a, a dual threat when it comes to sports um, and uh, not, not definitely at the quarterback position, right, Ben? Yeah,
1: not, not, I'm not quite the run, runner and passer. I'm more of the, the Ben Roethlisberger, okay. uh, kind of uh, the big guy. No one can tackle you. I hang in the pocket. Uh, no, everyone can probably tackle me. <laughs> I'll hang in the pocket. I won't move much, but, man, when I uh, – you,
0: you didn't throw four picks today like he did. I,
1: did not, I do not, but when I see that lunch buffet, my uh, eyes get just as wide as Big Ben's <laughs> do, uh, seeing those uh, uh, linebackers bear on him. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm watching the skins, obviously, this season on the website, dccrossover.com. We have some great skins coverage. I For think sure. our man uh, Dan will be writing a recap of the game and, and some, some highlights of the game. Um, expect that post from him either later tonight or tomorrow. But all things burgundy and gold and a big 24-6 win, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: no doubt about it. We're definitely happy for the Skins this uh, week one. And I tell you, it's – I mean, it was uh, – I mean, I, I couldn't even – I can't even talk about it right now. I'm, I'm so stunned. And as Ben saw um, in my uh, my Twitter feed, I thought this was actually the best first half I have seen the Redskins actually perform in years. I mean, they obviously have their first win under Jay Gruden – uh, he was 0 4 in his first four uh week 1 games as the Redskins head coach and week f- uh, in year 5 excuse me uh his first week has been a W against the Arizona Cardinals on the road and a lot of pressure on him you got you got a new running back new quarterback uh, a couple new wide receivers Josh Doxson hasn't really played too too much and you also have a, a new and improved young defensive line, a new number two corner. I mean, you've got uh, new guys everywhere, Ben. And that's the thing is that uh, as we get into our initial reactions here, what do you think Jay Gruden's thinking right now as, as he's coming off his first victory as a Redskins coach in the week one?
1: Well, yeah, I think Jay Gruden's thinking, man, we've got a running game. I mean, we, <laughs> we now don't have to rely so heavily on, on Alex Smith having to air it out, and especially a Redskins team that receiver wise, they're they're down some guys. I mean, Mo Harris out, uh, you had Cam Sims out. Uh you had to really rely on I mean, only three receivers uh really got Catches today in Crowder, Richardson, and Doxon. Uh So you know you're gonna have to go to the run game. So we saw a steady dose of AP and Chris Thompson. We also saw the tight ends and and Reed and Davis oh, yeah. play well too. But if you're if you're uh, Jay Gruden, you're thinking, man, we've got the the running game that can you know make up for the loss in, in the receiver core. Uh, but yeah, Mike, I agree with you. It was one of the best first halves of football. I think league wide, you got to think of. Uh, uh, this week one, I mean, I know we had some high scoring. I know the the Buccaneers-Saints game, that was what, like 40 points between those two teams in yep. the first half, something like that. But uh, for the Redskins, to get uh, Alex Smith going early, you get the running game early. So you had Smith get a couple passing touchdowns. You had AP get his first touchdown Man, I mean, and you shut out Arizona in that first half. That's the most important part of it is, yeah, you put up 21 points in the second quarter, but you also kept Arizona off the board and made the Cardinals look awful. How bad did Arizona look, uh, especially in that first half? I mean, Bradford was able to clean it up a little bit. He still threw for over 150, but... Man, that was a bad, bad first half for for the Cardinals. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't understand how the Cardinals came out so flat. I mean, last year when you saw the Cardinals play, they lost David Johnson. They lost some of their offensive line guys. uh, Some of their defensive guys have been uh, hurt and different things like that. But I think the loss of Tyrone Matthew really was a big deterrent. But I don't think it really, you know, I guess you could say turned the tide of their defense being now all of a sudden horrible Uh, I think when you're looking at the first half, it just didn't make any sense. I mean, I was looking at it, and I was like... I also tweeted out this one time, I think as well. I was uh, active on my Twitter. I always always am when the Redskins are playing. But basically... The Redskins had more points when they had 14 after their second touchdown. They had more points than the Cardinals had plays at that point in the ball game in the second quarter. Yeah. I mean, that's just horrific.
1: Yeah. It, it <laughs> felt like the possession time was yeah. was heavily in the Redskins' favor, and I think time of possession for the game is actually Skins finished with 38 minutes and 8 seconds of possession. Arizona 21-52, and I feel like Arizona got most of that time in possession in the second half because that first half the Skins definitely dominated. Uh, the ball and you know if if we want to run through some of these stats real quick here Mike I mean the skins passing yards I mean just look at this balance Mike you got 247 passing yards by this offense and 182 rushing yards over 400 yards of offense you get the balance there of the pass game and the rush game it's incredible I mean this was exactly – and, you know, nine penalties for the Skins. It got weird in the second half. There was a yeah, lot. What was that about? Things really the whole, the whole slowed drive. down. <laughs> there was a flag on every single play, it seemed like. But at the same time, uh, terrific job by the Skins just bouncing. You've got Alex Smith, 21 for thirty, two hundred fifty five yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He did have a couple fumbles, yeah. uh, which, you know, it's week one. Hopefully he cleans that up. A- AP. 26 rushing, uh, 20, 26 carries, 96 yards, one touchdown. Let's, let's stop and talk a little bit about AP, Mike. Your initial impressions
0: uh, for the debut of all day, A-Day. Yeah, there he is. And I, I tell you, I mean, he had 20, or excuse me, 96 yards when he had 23 carries because he has those last three that really didn't gain anything. Uh, basically, you have to really go on that fact. and That's 4.1 yards per carry. And that's over the league average, which... I mean, in all honesty, I've said it before this running game, or excuse me, this uh, offensive line is more so a passing offensive line. Uh, with Brandon Sheriff and Morgan Moses. Those guys aren't really that uh, athletic when it comes to pulling guards, pulling tackles, all that kind of stuff. The other side of the line, I saw Sean Laval get out there in the run game as well. He was actually being pretty productive. Uh, Trent Williams, we all know he's a mauler. Um, and Chase Ruye, not a, not a bad first game. You have to clean up that bad snap that he had uh, late in the game. But overall, Adrian Peterson took uh, the, those first few carries with stride. He basically had, I think, a four or five-yard carry in his first carry and then a from then on just went after it i mean the thing is is that when i when i look at rushers and and running backs as a whole you cannot look at oh he had 96 yards but then all of a sudden you look at oh he had you know seven carries okay that's nice he can break off that big 70 yarder but his longest of the day was 17 yards ben and that's the biggest thing you got to look at Obviously at the end of the day he only averaged 3.7 but again as i said near the end of the game uh basically the cardinals were were stacking the box so it didn't yeah, really Yeah skins were trying to waste time yeah, there at yeah, the yeah, end. so yeah. so really it's kind of mis- it's kind of skewed a little bit but as a whole the longest run was 17 yards so he's you know, you know, churning and 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 bullying people. This and that I mean, his his after contact yards after contact was was tremendous because the sole fact that he ended up getting uh, multiple yards after that first contact, and you saw, uh, and I saw, I know you saw my tweet about that shimmy on Patrick Peterson, he's one of the best corners, one of the top three or four corners in the league playing for Arizona. And AP, at 33 years old, went out there and shimmy-shaked him, shaked him, baked him, whatever you want to say. (laughs) And he actually got him out of his boots, basically, and ended up going for another four or five yards. And that's the thing, is that him breaking tackles, I mean, like I said again, at the age of 33, you don't see that with running backs. And this might be one of his last couple seasons, you could say, at a – Not even an elite level, at a at a a above average level, you could say. Because yes, his line isn't spectacular, but it's so much better than we've had in the past. And that's the biggest thing is what I'm seeing for AP. And that's why I told you before, if he stays like this, stays healthy, I think he can get over 1,000 yards, and I think he can get at least 1,100 yards, like I said last week.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that. It's funny, last week, about the uh, you know 1,100-yard mark, 1,000 yards, kind of looking at that and all signs, uh, again, we're going to highly overreact here in Week yeah. 1 against Arizona, but this is the only stats we have to work with admit that. for this, <laughs> this season. But you, so close to that 100-yard mark here in Week 1, that's got to be a promising sign for Jay Gruden that, yeah, this guy... we. can go to him 20, 25 times a game and get that type of production. And I agree with you. The guy made some terrific reads. We saw him, uh, you know, AP's the type of guy that, yeah, every now and then he'll give you the rush straight through the middle. But a lot of what his strengths are, are taking a second, reading the holes and being able to kind of bounce to the outside, move around his strength for sure. I mean, we saw a lot of good, good stiff arms today as well, but Terrific job for AP. You you had Chris Thompson play all right. He only got five carries, but 65 yards. He also had the catches. Yeah, he had, you know, uh, put him out in the flat, get him six catches, 63 yards and a touchdown. Uh, That's the type of production you need behind a guy like AP is half Chris Thompson, give you five or six catches and five or six carries and combine for over 100 yards of offense. That's oh, yeah. good for him. Anything else on the offensive side of things, Mike? I mean, on the receivers, you know, Jordan Reed and, and Vernon Davis both played well. I mean, Davis only had one catch, but yeah. uh, it was a decent play. Jordan Reed played pretty well. Uh, Receiving-wise, though, I mean, Crowder and Richardson were really the only main targets on
0: uh, on the receiving side of things. Doxson only was, was targeted once. Yeah, the biggest thing I, I'm looking at with the receiving core is that Alex Smith spread the ball around. And that's the biggest thing is that – that, that's the whole thing about Jake Rudin for last year is that that's why everyone was going against Kirk so many times is because of the sole fact that Kirk had his one or two reads and would be like, one or two, okay, I'm going to throw it this way or I'm going to throw it away or, or I'm not going to try to get a pick or whatever it may be. And I th- also think that was because of the pressure of, of his contract uh, you know year and all that kind of different stuff and the franchise tags, all the drama that went, went along with that. And trust me, that's a whole different story. We wanted to get into that. But the sole fact that when when Jay Gruden draws up plays, kind of like Sean McVay at the same time, he gives you three or four chances that have open receivers. And if they don't if, if you can go through a progression and say, okay, I'm looking, 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 especially pre-snap as well. And that's what Alex Smith has done over the past, is that Basically, if you look at him in the pre-snap, he's calling out audibles. He's doing this. He's, I mean, he's looking all over the field. AP's calling stuff out, all this different stuff to the point where these younger receivers, uh, like Jamison Crowder, Paul Richardson, Josh and all these guys, know what's going on. Like, okay, go and do my route, and if the ball's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. That's all it is. Because if you look at the target differential here, Chris Thompson, seven targets. Obviously, you know he's going to get more targets because he's coming out of the backfield. Then Jordan Reed, five targets. Crowder, four targets. Richardson, six targets. Doxon, three targets. So right there, it averages from around – or it goes from about three to about six for the wide receiving core and Jordan Reed, if you want to call him wide receiver. So overall, if you see him spread the ball around, that gives so many defensive coordinators so much trouble because who do you you, you key in on? You saw Josh Doxon in spurts last year go out there and basically – uh, you know, you know, catch one or two great balls and have a have a decent game here, and then a game where he was no show, and it's just like that also falls on the quarterback. And I'm not trying to knock Kirk in this, okay? But overall, you got to look at your quarterback and say, spread the ball around, give those defensive coordinators fits, because then they can't say, all right, hey Patrick Peterson, go sit on Jordan Reed and 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 defend him all game. Or Josh Norman, you have to go go on Larry Fitzgerald and, and get him all game. I mean, that's, that's the problem. And, and, and when you look at these type of, uh, these type of games by quarterbacks uh, targeting different guys, that is the biggest situation uh, that defensive coordinators have to deal with because then you have to game plan even further than just trying to put your number one corner on that number one receiver. Let's move to defense real quick, Let's Mike. And you know, we, we, we
1: also talked about, and go back and listen to our, our previous episode if you wanted to kind of hear some of our, our season predictions. We kind of played some over-under games. And uh, defensively, you give up six points on the game. You'd call that a great day defensively. Uh, Quentin Dunbar gets his pick. You, we saw the corners and the safeties and the linebackers all play really, really well. Zach Brown, five tackles. Swearinger, five tackles. And Monte Nicholson, five tackles. Uh, and then we know Dunbar got the pick. Uh, besides that, you know, one of the th- one of the, one of the things I was really excited for going into this game was was Payne and Allen and yeah. kind of seeing oh, yeah. how those guys were going to do against this Arizona line. And you know, I was expecting a lot more than what we got. I mean, Deron Payne, two tackles. Uh, Jonathan Allen, no tackles. Uh, so. I think it, it is week one. They're going to figure it out. Now, you did have Matt Ionitis play well. Um, he forced a fumble, or I believe, and he got a sack, I think. Um, but I, I, I was expecting a little bit more. But great job by the secondary. Great job by the linebacking crew, the cornerbacks. Um, the line, though, Mike, we, it, we didn't see a whole, a whole lot of sacks. We didn't see uh, a whole lot of production out of the two guys that I was kind of most excited to watch tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, overall, when you're looking at those two guys, you also have to look at... How they're trying to keep Jonathan Allen and Dron Payne kind of healthy, and also being up so early in the ball game. Obviously, the first quarter was uh, pretty much after that first drive where David Johnson hit a couple good runs, uh, so on and so forth. Basically, they settled in after that. Yeah, and I think overall, when you're looking at the rushing stats. I mean, David Johnson, he's averaged 4.1, but he only had nine carries, and this Edmonds guy, this Edmonds character, whoever this guy is, he had four carries, 20, 24 yards as long as it was about 10 yards, so that wasn't too big for three for uh, about 14 yards, so that's not that bad either, but overall, when you're looking at the rushing stats as a whole, they got 68 rushing yards, so... They said to Ron Payne, he's not going to go out there and make sure to rush the passer for passing downs and all that. They said that he's there and he's that immovable object that offensive linemen have to basically double team, which actually, actually helps out in this type of defense in the 3-4. It actually helps out those outside linebackers, which again, we didn't really see too much of today, except for maybe Ryan Anderson's late sack, which was nice, but... Overall, you got to look at uh, the bigger picture as okay, they're up 21 at halftime. So the Cardinals' offense was like, okay, I guess we got to start throwing the ball a little more. Yeah. uh, Which Sam Bradford was terrible at. Um, Basically, you know, 20 for 34, 153, and, and an interception which, I mean, a lot of those were dink and dunks at the end of the game. Uh, when you when you saw Larry Fitzgerald get all of his catches, he only had two catches uh, going midway into the third quarter. So two and a half quarters in, you know, he had two catches, then all of a sudden he had five catches l- later in the game. But that's when everyone was playing, basically just hold on tight and, and, and end the game, basically, defense. But I would say it was okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't, wasn't great by any standards. But as long as they get their feet wet, and get ready for the Packers game, which they're going to have to be a lot more stout with the Packers and the Saints, especially the Saints with Alvin Kamara. Uh, But we'll get to that week by week. But overall, I would, I would say they did, they did, Satisfactory work with the, with the lead that they had early. Let's give
1: a quick team grade as we move on to the the individual players and okay. some of the position groups. Overall for the Redskins, what's your grade for them for this game as a team?
0: I mean, for this game, it, it overall, like I said in my tweet, Cerrone uh, sixteen. If you want to do that as well, DC crossover on Twitter as well. But uh, basically, what I said was that that was the best first half I've seen in years. But as a whole, I think that my downgrade was at the end of the game, which I think they went back into their Redskins ways. And that's why you look at the Redskins and you look at the Patriots, and that's why they're different. The Patriots are going to go, and they're if, they, if they're clicking on all cylinders, they're not going to go out there and run draws or run sweeps and just, just end the ball game, basically, and just you know, chew the clock. They're going to go out there and step on the throat and actually get another 24 points or get another 20 points or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. They're going to go out there and keep pounding the football. But – Obviously, the Cardinals could have made some halftime adjustments that kind of stalled the Redskins a little bit, but it seemed like the Redskins were more so trying to... Uh, try out new things or whatever because they had that three-touchdown lead, and they already knew the game was pretty much in hand with how their defense was playing as well. But as a whole, I would give it a nice uh, – I'll say a solid B. I'm not going to give it a plus or a minus. I think that a solid B is uh, is is nice. Uh, I'll, I'll say right now. They got a nice ass-whooping uh, to the Cardinals to open their season. But as a whole, um, they had a couple, a couple things I didn't like, but overall uh, it was more so on the high side where, you know, you see that B on your test, and you're like – all right, I'll take it. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I like it. I like it. And then you get, then you go have a nice. You have a nice Friday night. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of bees on my test, so yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. That's I, what I shot I for. I saw a
1: lot of. Uh, come see me after class from the from the teacher. A lot of red uh, Yeah, exactly. Like Someone bleed on this paper? Exactly. <laughs> I'd go with a. I'll go B plus actually on on the skins because, I think, you know, uh, the Redskins. We we know that a lot of the experts kind of looked at this Redskins team and overlooked. The, these guys, and yeah, you expect the the Skins to go into Arizona and get this win. I I, I know we expected it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if everybody expected it on, on the analyst People side of had things. Some, uh,
0: had some uh, you know, worries, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So it, it
1: wasn't a guarantee, I think, for a lot of folks going into this game. And um, I think the Skins might have... You know it, it was at, at times I think you could also say, "Okay, is uh, Arizona this bad or are the Redskins this good it 's kind of hard to tell, but I think b plus I think that first half was the, uh, almost a perfect half of football for for the Washington Redskins. Sure. I think what gets this from not being an A is some of the things you mentioned, some of the mistakes there, and then also you 've got a couple. Uh, you know, a couple of miscues, some some turnovers, some fumbles and things like that, that, you know, you, you got to hope you clean that up. And then also, again, some of the disappointment on, on, on some of the initial line, but B plus, I mean, that's a terrific yeah. opening game I can't uh, game with for that. the skins. And I think we got some individual
0: player grades coming up here. Is that right? Yeah, no doubt about it. We got some player grades. We'll do some players and then we'll do some position groups as well. Uh, so first off, uh, we're going to go with our own grading systems. Who cares, uh, you know, what we want to grade it on? We might describe it a little bit, but at the same time, we're going to try to get, as, as, as much detail as possible for our grades and why we did it. Uh, first off, we're going to go with the QB, Alex Smith. His line today was pretty good. I mean, he, basically his average, 21 of 30, 255, two touchdowns, and a QBR rating of 118. So the QBR rating is good, mainly because of the attempts and completions. I mean, basically in the first half, he was 17 of 20, so only 10 passes uh, in the second half. Mainly it was just dink and dunks, especially that big 50-plus yard at AP, but that's where you also see the you know the fifty plus yarder. So he really had around you could say two hundred ten or so yards. But overall, I'm going to go first. My my grade for Alex Smith. I'm going to give him a solid B minus. I didn't see anything too great. I think that uh, if Paul Richardson on that one throw wasn't held, I think that would have been a pretty big touchdown uh, because no one's catching Paul Richardson for four uh, three forty time uh, coming out of college. But if it weren't for that, he would have had a big play there. But you know. Everyone said that. Oh, last year, you know, he had such a such a good arm for the the long pass game and everything with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all that stuff in Kansas City. He wasn't like that his entire career. This is what you're going to see from Alex Smith. No picks. You're going to see a nice completion to a temp ratio. That's why Jay Gruden, and I think I give Jay Gruden a a lot of props for this. We're not going to have a grade for him, but I give him a lot of props, Ben, because the sole fact that he catered this game to Alex Smith is basically his positive aspect of his whole entire game. And that's why you see him have a great stat line. So I'm going to give him a solid B minus. I didn't see anything too uh, spectacular, but I did see something that that I didn't really see from Kirk in years past. I saw a lot of zip on the ball when he threw it to Chris Thompson out the flat. There was one that they had a very nice angle of, and he had—I mean, he was on the run, going to his right, and he threw it to Chris Thompson right in the bread basket, and that's something I want to see from Alex Smith for a long time.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to say just a solid B game there from Alex All Smith. Right. Nice. I think what what prevented him from getting to that A mark is again, I, I just I don't like the fumbles I, uh, yeah. at the quarterback position. I think you've got to be able to take care of the football. Now, no picks, love that, and and I agree with you. I think this is what we're going to see. Alex Smith is not going to be your fantasy football stat Rubbies. stuffer type yeah. guy. It's going to throw you know over 400 yards a game and things like that. He's going to be your you know 21 for 30, 20 for 25, you know things along those lines over 200 yards and so overall great game for alex smith this is what you want if you can get alex smith to throw around 250 a game a couple touchdowns and have adrian peterson do the run production that he did then this offense is set i mean this is this is the type of offense they need to and have a ap you know carry the football 20 30 times um I, I agree with you. No no real deep shots from Smith. It was a lot of kind of short passes in the flat and uh, things along those lines. But I'll take it. So solid B for, for, for old Alex. And speaking old of... Al- old Alex. Old Alex, he old is, he, Sir he, Alex Ferguson. He, he is old, though. Speaking <laughs> of our old friend Kirk Cousins, I know we're going to do a recap later, yeah. but I will mention Cousins, 20 for 36 today, 244 yards, uh, threw a couple touchdowns, um, no picks, and uh, was sacked three times. So... Pretty similar numbers, actually, to what Alex Smith had today. Now a little different, uh, you know. Crew uh, on the wideouts. You got Stephon Diggs. There's no Stephon Diggs really on the, on the Washington Redskins, Not but really. uh, but yeah, just just wanted to mention that real quick. But Alex Smith. So a B minus from you, B from me.
0: And that's another thing I'll, I'll just I'll just quickly touch on is that with Alex Smith, the biggest thing is having the sustained drives. And that's what you saw at Kansas City a lot, and that's why their defense was so good. Is that basically when you look back to 2012. That's why our defense was improved that year is because RG3 and Alfred Morris with their rushing attack kept them on the field so much that the the time of possession wasn't so skewed in the opposite direction. that's why you're seeing this with Alex Smith and the long drives they had. They had over, I think, 30 first downs, and that was the first time since week eight of the 2016 season. So over uh, 24 games that they had 30-plus first downs. And if you see that for the rest of the season, uh, Washington's defense off the field, giving them rest and giving them more... uh, uh, coaching up and, and whatnot that's going to help them in the long run but um yeah we'll get to Kirk and here a little bit as well uh, our next grade is AP all day Adrian Peterson 26 carries 96 yards 3.7 average one touchdown with two catches uh one of 52 yards at the very end uh so two catches for 70 yards in total um but as long as run of the day as I said before earlier was 17 yards so Ben, let's, let's talk about that real quick with Adrian Peterson, and let's start off with his rushing stats.
1: So I'm going to give uh, – so, yeah, on, on the rushing side of things, as we mentioned, 26 carries, 96 yards. So yeah. I, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to give him a solid B-plus today for, for this okay. game. I think um, – this is this was an important game for Adrian Peterson. I mean, we obviously saw a lot to like in the preseason from him, but again, that's preseason. Now here in the regular season of week one, there was you know a lot of eyes on, hey, how is this guy going to be able to perform? And if he can do this every single week, the Redskins will, will be over the moon about it. I yeah. mean, 20, uh, 26 carries, we get the 96 yards, you get the touchdown, you get the couple catches, one long one. Now... You know, I don't like, and I texted you about it. I don't like the fumble on that oh, yeah. late play for Adrian Peterson. Yes, he gets the big, uh, you know, the big run, the big catch and run. Um, and at that stage of the game, a veteran like that's got to know cover the football with both hands. You go down, and and you're gonna, you know, be happy with where you're at. And, and I think Peterson trying to add an exclamation mark on his already terrific day. So B plus from me. Great day from from from, from AP there, and um, they'll they'll
0: take that every single week. Yeah, no doubt. About about it. And I think when you're looking at that last catch and run uh, with the reception of fifty two yards, I totally agree with you. I mean the biggest thing about it is when you're looking at that, everyone you know can harp on the fumble. But the biggest thing you see is that he's fighting for those extra yards, and it's late in the game, basically. The game's pretty much over, and he's still fighting for those yards. He's still stiff-arming people and putting a, a hand in someone's chest, all that kind of stuff, but I totally agreed with you. Didn't, never disagreed in that in that case because of the sole fact that he should have known the situation of the game, known, hey, you know, I got a big, big play here. You know, I'll just fall down once I get hit. You know, don't, don't try to fight for more yards. I mean, he had three or four Cardinals around him and i mean they couldn't tackle him i mean to save their life but at the same time at that at that point you know try to stay in bounds get the clock running just you know get that big big yardage go off the field and pretty much have yourself a nice steak dinner at the later later that night (laughs) but overall i mean i think besides that my grade i would have to give him an a minus because i think I just seeing him out there. He looks so fresh. He looked like the Adrian Peterson of old. Um, He did not not a hundred percent. I would say ninety seven percent Adrian Peterson of old because obviously he still looks like kind of an old man out there because he's not running as fast as he did coming out of Oklahoma. And I just think overall it's going to be a fun year to see AP out there. So I'm going to give him a minus on this one. But I I even told my dad. I think they're giving the ball to him a little too much. I do like the twenty-six carries. And they did say uh, in years past, like you have to he's the one of the type of backs, you have to give him the ball twenty-five times for him to get going. I just don't think he's gonna be able to withstand twenty-six all carries. Long, all, yeah. You know, getting all that contact that I mean the catch and run and all that kind of stuff. You know, by the way, I think that catch and run play was immaculate. I think that was
1: Later it looked great.
0: Literally one of the best plays all game because no one was around AP and no one thought they were gonna pass the football. But uh, so kudos to Jay Gruden, but as a whole, I think an A- and you're great as well is is definitely suffice because he went out there and he ran train on these guys pretty much. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was a man amongst boys, but we'll have to see if he withstands that kind of production.
1: Yeah, great job by AP. We'll run through these next couple guys a little quicker. Obviously, yep. we want to go more in depth on, on, on Smith and AP for sure with their terrific day. Sure. Paul Richardson, four catches, 22 yards. He was targeted six times, no TDs. Uh, but again, we've mentioned... That Smith you didn't I mean a lot of the game was the running game. Smith didn't uh, throw too many passes. there was only three receivers to work with really um, so for for Paul Richardson, overall. Okay, day. I'll give him a solid C. I mean, uh, that's that's the average, right? In, in school, I saw a lot yeah, of that letter yeah, so. <laughs> uh, on, on my tests. But yeah, I mean, not not bad. I mean, four for six. Yeah, catch get get twenty two yards. Didn't really have a ton of opportunities, and he, he worked with what he had. So you know, Paul Richardson's going to be one of those guys who uh, came coming over from Seattle is going to be kind of interesting to see. We wanted to mention him because he's one of the new guys and pretty good debut uh, yeah. from from Paul.
0: Yeah, I would say so. The same. Basically, uh, four catches, 22 yards, the longest one was seven. I I think my grade, I'll go with a C-plus as as well, something around there. Um, I saw a lot of Cs in Spanish, by the way. Uh, (laughs) That that will technically... Mayamo Mike. (laughs) I think... it, Miguel, yeah, that's, that's right, that's right. Yeah, oh, was Miguel, it Miguel, Miguel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Miguel, yeah. Um, see, that would have been a test I failed. Yeah. I usually went with the uh, Megusta and hamburguesas I only knew the Las Papas
1: Fritas French fries. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, Hamburguesa I, and Papas Fritas. Whenever they
0: said at the end, we're getting off track here. But whenever they said at the end, like, okay, you got to write, you know, a paragraph or two about you It'll going be all food. You go into the store. All I was food. like, I was like, Ooh me yeah. amo. Me, me, I know me, what type of store gusta, it's going to be. Grocery, yeah. that's I'd, for sure. And I'd always have everything with cheese. I'd always say con queso I always say. With cheese Oh yeah, of course Just so it adds An extra two words Um, But anyways uh, (laughs) There you go Go off the rails Um, Basically I would give him a nice C plus. I think that's the grade I gave him. But uh, I mean, if you if you didn't get held on that one play, like I said earlier, it would have been uh, a bigger day for him. But overall, a good start. You know, uh, Alex Smith again. He we were up by so much they had to start running the football in the third quarter, so a little bit less opportunities. But uh, overall, C plus for Paul Richardson. Deron Payne. We we mentioned him earlier, Mike, and
1: uh, his debut uh, being a rookie. <laughs> yeah, a little underwhelming. I mean, two we have what two tackles. Uh, yep. Um, you know, you you, pretty much it. (laughs) That's it. There's really no other stats. There's no forced fumbles from him, or or sacks, or anything like that. And uh, so, you know, uh, I'm not going to be too harsh on him. It's his debut as a rookie. Uh, I'll give him uh, again, uh, just like I gave uh, Paul Richardson. I'll give him a C. I mean, I, I want to see more out of Payne. I think, obviously, with Payne and Allen, we're going to see defenses uh, or offensive lines key on those guys. Um, so maybe they're not going to be able to make his big plays. And we're going to have to see guys like like Ioannidis make the type of plays because he's not you know, being double teamed and things like that. So, uh, you know, but C. Uh, it, it was not the debut I wanted out of Payne. I wanted to see more, for sure.
0: I'm, I'm going to go with a, a C as well. I didn't really see too, too much out of him or Allen, like you mentioned. But as a whole, I think that... I mean, I'm going to go back to it. The score dictated the ball game, and that's when they started trying to go to David Johnson early on. And then once they had to start catching up a little more, then they started trying to pass it. And then, of course, Sam Bradford is Sam Bradford, and he has a 57.6 QBR. So let's move on. <laughs> so let's let's move on. We'll, we'll see Deron Payne next week uh, and see see what he can do. Yeah, next get, week. we'll give him a chance, obviously, to, to make more of an impact. And uh,
1: speaking of guys that made an impact, Quentin oh, yeah. Dunbar. And we mentioned how how great the secondary was and and line backers and things like that. Quinn Dunbar uh, got a pick. Yeah. Three, also,
0: three pass deflections, four solo tackles. Yeah, that I mean, uh, a great a great
1: day for, for for Dunbar. That's for sure. I'll give him uh, I'll give him an A. Yeah. I mean, this is what you want out of out of that position and out of Dunbar. You you want something like like this. Obviously, you're not going to get a pick from him every single game. Maybe yeah. you will, but he did a little bit of everything. And 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 I'll take that defensively for sure. Give him his props. I'll give him a solid day.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is, no one knows about this about Quentin Dunbar is that he came out of Florida as a wide receiver and the Redskins gave Gave him a shot, basically. Hey, you know, you're not going to make it as a wide receiver. So if you want to make this team, you got to go out as a as a DB, as a corner. And what did he do? He went out there 6'2", 200. I mean, he's a big-bodied corner. and You don't really see those guys that often. I mean, a lot of these guys are around 5'11", foot. Uh, so on and so forth. You see Earl Thomas out in Seattle. He's around six foot as well. Uh, but at the same time, uh, just a comparison as well. But Quentin Dunbar, I mean, you can't get a better game than that. Three pass deflections. They were thrown out of most of the game. Had, again, four solo tackles, one assist, uh, one pick. I mean, it, that's the type of game you're going to get from him if they start throwing at him because you're such a big body, and, and that's the thing is that if you have the size and the receiver and you can play that nice man-to-man coverage or even a zone coverage uh, for what we'll see from Greg Minuski, uh, how, ca- how he calls his games because mainly Josh Norman's a zone-covered corner, so if Quentin Dunbar has to be a zone-covered corner as well, uh, if they throw his direction, he can be a body-to-body Type of uh, corner and actually break up a lot of passes, which we saw today.
1: I just wanted to mention real quick Dunbar, in his career, last three seasons, has gotten one pick. A season,
0: yeah.
1: uh, and he's already started this one wow. off with one. So you got to think he'll he'll break his career, uh, his season average uh, or, or or season high. I mean, uh, in, in interceptions for oh, yeah. sure uh, this season. So yeah. I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him an A, just like you said. Yeah, I, I think a great, a great game from him for sure. Um, I guess we'll move on to some of the position groups yeah. here. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll start with the running backs. Um, and and Mike, I mean, a, a great day for for these. For, I mean, we mentioned AP stats. Chris Thompson, five carries, sixty-five yards. Uh, Rob Kelly got three carries. Uh, for seven yards, um, and then Alex Smith even got in the action a little bit, ran a little bit, only for 14 yards. But yeah. we won't really count him in that. But but Peterson, Thompson, and Kelly um, overall pretty nice day from from the running back crew. They got the one touchdown. I'll go with a solid B from 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 the backs today.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with a B plus. I think 182 is a very very good uh, number to have overall. I mean, the biggest thing is Chris Thompson. They got him involved early on and a little bit later in the ballgame. Obviously, you don't want him being the guy uh, to start, quote-unquote, wasting the clock and everything at the end of the ballgame. You want a guy like AP or Rob Kelly in there. Uh, but overall, Chris Thompson on first downs and also in certain other situations where they had some nice zone runs to the outside, that's where he's most lethal is the outside run. And when he's averaging 13 runs a carry, or 13 yards a carry, Five carries for 65 yards, that's pretty damn good. Because if he can be out there, everyone thinks it's going to be a run play, or excuse excuse me, possibly a pass play, but. He's also, uh, which I saw a couple times, he's also out there picking up blitzes as well, and that's when he's most, most lethal as well in the pass game because he picks up the blitz, and then the, the linebacker, because he's a kind of a smaller guy, gets lost out there, and then he squirts out, and that's when you see Alex Smith flick it to him, and he goes out there with his speed and, and agility and gains another you know, 14 yards or so. Um, but overall, I think that I had to give the, the, the Redskins rushing attack excuse me, uh, a nice solid uh, A. I think. Is that what it said? (laughs) A? (laughs) A minus? I don't know what I gave him. (laughs) They (laughs) did it all right. I think you're somewhere in the B range. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great day. It was a great day for them. And uh, what about the receiving core? The receiving core as a whole. I definitely will give them a, uh, a solid B, B-minus. I think uh, uh, they did okay. Josh Doxton had one nice catch when a, when a receiver was dra- or a, excuse me, a DB was draped all over him. Chris Thompson was the main guy out there for the most part, just like David Johnson was uh, for the Cardinals. But overall, I'll give them a solid B-minus. I think they need to improve a little bit better, uh, but that all comes with time with these young receivers. If we're throwing in the tight ends, I'll give them a B-plus because Jordan Reed had a very nice day, uh, his
1: touchdown catch, and then also four, four catches for forty eight yards, so um b plus uh you said it I mean there wasn't a ton of targets, but two hundred and fifty five receiving yards, if you throw in that that Adri- Adrian Peterson uh, pitch and catch, I mean that kind of helps the overall stats there is he had the most receiving yards out of everybody if you're if you 're those other guys, you got to you know use this as motivation as man our our our, our thirty you know what is he thirty three year old running back had yeah. the most receiving yards <laughs> yeah. uh, in that game that you got to kind of use that as a as, as, you know, you've got to find within yourself to not let that happen again. you got to be the guys that outperform that. But overall, you know, two receiving touchdowns, 255 yards. We mentioned the balance earlier between uh, pass and uh, rush, and uh real nice day for them as well. Um, let's let's go on to the defense, uh, Mike, and we'll, we'll start with the front seven. We, we talked a little bit about the line Um any other, and, and as far as the grades go, anything to
0: to, to point out? Uh, with the front seven, I would go with a, a as a as a front seven. I'm going to go with I would say a C plus. I think the the defensive line did did okay. Uh, it's a very young defensive line, uh, but as we saw last year, as the games went on, uh, Jonathan Allen got stronger, Ioannidis got stronger. And uh, and obviously, uh, after our episode last week, Anthony Lanier, who I was very surprised, got released um, uh, on the the physically unable unable to perform list. The pup list, as they say. Uh, They basically got rid of him because they picked up another guy that got dropped from a different team. And um, that was kind of shocking. But as a whole, uh, the front seven... I think that Mason Foster, against a guy like David Johnson, he needs to speed it up a little bit because he needs to get out in coverage because that's the one thing that's going to knock our defense is the linebacker coverage uh, with these fast uh, running backs and these different guys coming out as a scat back. So I think i go with a, a solid eh, C, C-minus, C-plus, C-, somewhere in the middle there. I'll just go with a C overall, I guess. Yeah, I wanted to stick with a C as well, grade-wise. And uh, nothing super flashy, but...
1: You do hold Arizona to the, the rushing yards that we mentioned. Yeah. Not 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 a whole lot there, um, and you only hold them to six points. And while there may not have been the big plays on defense. Uh, we, we, you know, there there was, they got the job done at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. only two sacks of uh, Ioannidis and Anderson. But, uh, you know, they did enough, obviously, well over enough um, to capture the win. So, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the C as well. What about that secondary? I mean, yeah. secondary played real well. I'll start grade-wise. Go and for it. I'll go give them just a B plus. I mean, terrific days for a lot of guys. And Swearinger, and uh, we mentioned Quentin Dunbar, and, you know, a lot of, I mean, they out-tackled everybody else, I mean, it felt like. I mean, the secondary yeah. did. I think they might have
0: even stat-wise uh, were able to do that. So secondary played real well today. And it was kind of surprising, too, as you see the, the the box score. Really, the Redskins, because of the, they held the other team to such little plays and and, and whatnot, they didn't have that, that one tackler like Luke Keekley or something like that, which was our Zach Brown last year who had that, like, basically 10, 11, 12 tackle game. And that's why you saw uh, Zach Brown being the leading tackler with DJ Swearinger and Monte Nicholson at five, uh, which is pretty crazy uh, to see that kind of stat, which really people don't look at in the box score. But as a whole, uh, I would give them a nice B+. I think uh, uh, Quentin Dunbar, uh, we talked about him before, very nice game from him Monte Nicholson he got 5 tackles so he was flying to the bar with the, uh, with DJ Swearinger 5 tackles as well with the pass defense so overall is pretty good i think that uh, some of these swing passes they have to get a little bit better coverage but that's more so to deal with the linebackers as i mentioned before but i'll give him a solid b b+ plus in that area all right. I guess that finishes up our grades for the team.
1: And yep. feel free to uh, let us know. Tweet at us yeah. um, at the DC Crossover or tweet at Mike directly. It's Rone16 uh, with your grades once you listen to this episode. And overall, I mean, we mentioned the overall grade earlier. And a lot to love about this game and, and offense and defense <laughs> for sure. Let's, let's do a quick uh, NFL Week roundup. I'll start off, Mike. I'll just get, go, through, go through a couple scores. I'll it. toss it to you here in a bit. Obviously, we talked about Thursday night. Eagles do get the win, 18. Twelve over Atlanta. You had Jay Ajayi, who, of course, fantasy-wise, I left on my bench. Two, two, two <laughs> rushing touchdowns there. Uh, there you go. St- Sticking locally, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this is their third-largest victory in Baltimore Ravens history, destroying Bills Mafia in Buffalo, 47-3. to That's embarrassing. Unbelievable there. Uh, Steelers-Browns, this was kind of the most talked about game on what Twitter. What about that? Uh, for Come on, sure, Brownies. As, as the Brownies trying to get their first win in, since, what, 2016? And yeah. uh, they, that game went into overtime, missed field goals back and forth for oh. both of these teams, and you know, overall they, they tie and in the national football league, it is an embarrassment that this exists. The ability to tie <laughs> uh, that, that that even exists is just a, a
0: embarrassing as a league. Re- wise. Real quick before we, yeah. before we get to more games, what, I mean, we should have a special episode one of these days about that. Uh, what do you think should be fixed? Should it go back to a college? Yeah. Go, go, do the college. Do, well, I love well, that I about college. Like that. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's more, more exciting. Way right? more exciting oh, for everybody. Uh, uh, Miss field goals and the pouring down rain and this uh, like, who cares? That was so embarrassing. I mean, first of all,
1: it's Steelers-Browns, so who the hell cares in the first place? <laughs> second of all, you go into overtime with the Steelers and Browns, which shouldn't happen in the oh, first yeah. place. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you you leave it as a tie game, 21-21. I forgot about the rule for a second, Mike, as I was following the game cast, because the skins had already started at that point. Yeah. Um, and I was going, okay, it's why does it say final? It's 21-21. I forgot about I saw the, the whole thing. thing. And I was going, okay, so they're going to go into OT number two, right? Right. Didn't happen. Tyron Taylor. Uh, he's your guy there and, oh, yeah. and had, a, had a pretty nice day. But at the same time, his, his line really hurt him. He's seven sacks uh, for Tyron Taylor. And he's he, a mobile quarterback. Yeah, he too. throws he throws he goes 15 for 40, 197 yards. You know, he, he played all he played all right. We also had, obviously, uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, with the, this sit out that he has. So, so Connor actually played pretty well in his oh, yeah. in his NFL debut. I'll go through a couple more and I'll toss it to you. let uh, Bengals beat the Colts. And that's interesting for us, obviously. Uh, looking at next week, we'll give a, a week two preview in a bit. But uh, Lux first game back uh, did have 39 completions, threw for over 300 yards, had a couple touchdowns, did have a pick as well. Um, maybe had a couple in that game. Uh, so 34-23, the Bengals beat the Colts. Uh, that game kind of went down to the wire. And then you have uh, Kirk Cousins in his Vikings debut. We mentioned his stats earlier. Yep. They take down Jimmy G. And his uh, Jimmy G was uh, undefeated as, as a starting quarterback in oh, the yeah. NFL. Under 50%. They said. hand Jimmy G his first career loss. Maybe stop going to dinner with porn stars. Um, <laughs> Apparently. Clearly, that didn't help oh, you. 24
0: yeah. four You're cursed. You're cursed. Vikings Jimmy G.
1: Beat the 49ers. And then the Patriots take down the Texans 27 to 20. New England now approves to ten and one all time versus Houston. And this was a game I was I was pulling for the Texans to pull off the quote unquote upset on on New England there in week one. And it was close down the wire, but uh, Gronk gets his touchdown catch and pats and live on and that, that empire just will never die, apparently. No. New England will stay strong. No. Uh, what else you got Tom here Tom Brady's going to be
0: 70 years old, and he's going to be out there. <laughs> he's still sl- going to be throwing TDs sl- to slinging, Gronk. Slinging the rock.
1: Yeah, Gronk's going to look the exact
0: same. Any other uh, good <laughs> week one scores here, Mike, as we do our roundup? Uh, some other ones, obviously, uh, you had the Dolphins and the Titans being delayed 17 hours, it <laughs> felt like, uh, down in the monsoon in Miami. But the Dolphins come out 27-20. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 20 for 28, 230, two touchdowns. You can't really go uh, along with that to see, hey, you know, you're in the rain. How, how is this going to go? Um, Deion Lewis, nice little game for him. His debut in, in Tennessee, 16 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, going along uh, with some other scores, as we mentioned earlier, the Bucks and the Saints, uh, 88 points combined in that one. Ryan Fitzpatrick, that guy's a monster. He has a monster beard, and he has a monster cannon of an arm. Taking over for
1: Winston yeah. for three games, and I'll tell you, if – I don't know who picked him for fantasy or Nobody started did. him this week, but <laughs> if you did, you would have got a monster number—highest scoring
0: season opener in the Super Bowl era. That's crazy. And by the way, yeah. And by the way, he had four touchdowns through the air, and he had one on the ground. That guy is a saint. Um, also, he's from Harvard. Um, so, <laughs> basically, the next game we got to go on is another one. NFC East opponent, twenty to fifteen. The Jags take down the G-Men in Fox—or not Foxborough—in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, as uh, that. That game was pretty boring. Obviously, the Giants, <laughs> uh, they went in there and pretty much stunk up the play. Saquon Barkley, not a, not a bad game. 18 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown. Odell Beckham with his big contract. A lot of ones in his stat line, 11 receptions for 111 yards. Uh, and Eli Manning somehow still out there slinging the rock around. No one knows how to get rid of him. Uh, but then that's going to be a final 20 to 15. The Jags take down the G-men. Uh, you already mentioned the Ravens and Bills game. The Chiefs and the Chargers, the sad Chargers fans. That soccer stadium is electric. <laughs> I mean, that stadium is rocking, uh, and the StubHub Center has never been so packed with Chiefs fans. Yeah, go oh Chiefs, my apparently. It's a home game for Kansas City. They're in <laughs> yeah. San Diego or uh, yeah, whatever. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, wherever they are. City or L.A., who cares? Yeah, yeah. You know, where the hell is the StubHub Center? Is that where the Galaxy Play or something like that for MLS? Who cares? No yeah, one watches I think so. so the Chiefs take down the Chargers 38 28 with a great game from Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 169 yards, and two TDs. Uh, lucky for you. And, of course, Phillip Rivers, they, I mean, he threw three touchdowns and over 420 yards. Somehow he has over 420 yards, and they still get waxed. Yeah. Every single week, apparently. <laughs> uh, going on with the Broncos, Seahawks, that's a very close game, 27-24. The Bronx take down the Hawks. Uh, Case Keenum, in his debut as a Broncos quarterback, 25-39, 329 yards and three touchdowns, so a very good game for him. And I'm sure Emmanuel Sanders, uh, with ten catches, 135 yards, and a touchdown, is happy that Case Keenum's there and not uh, Paxton Lynch, He actually got re- got released, and he was a first round pick not too long ago. And uh, another game that I'm very happy about: the Panthers took down the Cowboys. Absolutely, that's great. 16 to eight in a weird looking game, but the Panthers. One thing to note for the Redskins: the Panthers come up, I think, in like week five or six or so. Something not five, not week five. It's I don't know, it's somewhere in the in the early weeks here, and. Uh, Keekley I don't know exactly what his diagnosis is. He went out later in the game. Greg Olson went out with like a foot injury or something like that. And also Williams went out as well for the Panthers. So a lot of injuries for the Panthers, but they did take down the boys in Carolina 16-8. to And also you got the Monday night games, uh, Ben's Lions against the Jets. Uh, that's a great week one. <laughs> uh, and then obviously the later game, uh, John Gruden in LA, or excuse me, in Oakland, uh, moving to Las Vegas for the Raiders again a- against L. A. That's what I meant to say. Uh, with Sean McVay in the Rams, that's going to be a ten twenty start. No one's going to watch that game because no one has to, you know, yeah. no one has to get up for work or anything. Yeah, who
1: can watch a Monday night football at ten twenty at night and? Uh, and the other game, of course, Sunday night football. That's going on right now as yep. we're recording this. So you'll probably know the final when as we're watching right now. It's in the second quarter, and, and Chicago's up ten nothing over Green that? Bay. How about
0: that right now? Yeah, Green Bay in at home right now, down ten nothing to the sorry Bears. Trubisky's debut in Lambeau. Khalil Mack too. Yeah, Khalil, Khalil Mack after as that, well after, after that big after the one. trade. So we're gonna take we're, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come on back uh, for our, our 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 next segment here uh, for the week two Redskins preview right here on the DC crossover so stay tuned we'll take a quick break and come right back and play a little over under after the preview for week two of the Redskins Welcome back to the DC Crossover with Saron and Simpson right here on iTunes Podcast, maybe on Google Play Stores. If they want to show me how to put another episode on there, I don't understand why. Yeah, they got to
1: return our calls, right?
0: I I literally Google it all the time. I I went to where I uploaded the first episode, and I was like, okay, I want to upload this next episode. And it keeps taking me to subscribe to my own podcast and something else and I don't know. So, honestly, Spotify screwed us over, and they didn't want to put our podcast on uh, their their site because I apparently have to pay, and I said, no, and then all of a sudden, I want to do it on Google Play so I can help those other people out, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. That's nice, (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, but... Like I said, I wanted to put it on Google Play, and now it's not working, so we're going to probably have to stay on iTunes for now. But anyways, Saron Simpson on the mics uh, for our second segment here of the Redskins Week 1 Roundup, basically. Uh, we're going to play a quick uh, over-under game and then end it with the Week 2 Redskins preview. So, Ben, over-under, we're going to go with a lot of the stats that we had in Week 1. So let's go with this and say Alex Smith, 250 yards, over or under. So I am going to go over, just like
1: Alex Smith had this week with 255, I'm going to go over here for week two. I'm going to say Smith kind of, uh, you know, we saw how much uh, the, the the rushing game was used here in week one. I, I'm not necessarily anticipating it to go down. I don't know if AP is going to get as many carries, but I got to think that uh, – while, while Smith was unable to get a, a big, long pass in here today, uh, my guess is he's going to be able to get one next week. At least one long, you know, 30, 40 yard or something like that to help the cause a bit. So I'm going to go over.
0: I'm going to go probably over as well. Andy Dalton, uh, the Red Rocket, basically he went out there 21 to 28 for the Bengals this week and uh, actually won by 11 points over the Indy Colts. Uh, And the total yardage for uh, the Bengals as a whole against the Colts' defense was pretty good. I would say a nice uh, smooth 330. That's okay. Uh, But Andy Dalton with his nice uh, throwing arm that he's got over there, he's got an elite receiver in A.J. Green. But uh, Joe Mixon was a very uh, productive back in the backfield, 17 carries, 95 yards. I'm going to go over because I think uh, the Colts, they might come out and say, okay, we're a little bit better team than this. Uh, but also at the same time, Alex Smith at home against the Redskins faithful. After that big week one performance, I think it's going to be pretty uh, impressive and see what he can do uh, throwing the ball a little bit more efficient, especially not possibly having that big of a lead going into the second half. So we'll see what he has to do. But Adrian Peterson uh, this week, 96 yards, uh, could have got more, but it was more to the clock time at the end there. Uh, but overall, big day. We'll go with 100 rushing yards over or under Mr. Simpson.
1: I am going to actually go under here in week two. I'm going to say that that maybe we're going to see a little more from some of the other backs. Hopefully, P Ryan will be back um, as well. So uh, I'm going to say I'm going to go under. I'm going to say AP's going to have a nice day, but I don't think he's going to get to to the 100-yard mark.
0: Yeah, I think overall, um, when you're looking at AP, it's going to be tough, obviously, when you look at the Bengals' rushing stats. Joe Mixon, a little bit quicker, a lot younger. Uh, he had a very nice day uh, for the entire uh, Bengals' offense. The rushing yardage uh, went went pretty well. They had about five rushing first downs, but 11 uh, passing first downs for the Bengals. So I think that when you're looking at it, it's going to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, uh, difficult to run against this Colts' defense rather than the Cardinals' defense. So I'm going to say over. I, I think that... Uh, AP, and I'm also biased a little bit because of what I said earlier, but as a whole, I think AP is going to come out there and uh, not have those garbage time runs where there's going to be stack in the box. I think it's going to be a little bit closer game. I think the Redsons are going to come out with a victory. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but I think overall, when you're looking at the Colts game, it's going to be a little bit different, but I think AP is going to break maybe one or two more of those bigger runs when it comes down to it uh, because the passing game is going to open up a little bit more, but next one up, I'll go first here. uh, The defensive back. Two picks this week they had one pick um but I think they're gonna go over. I think they got three overs now. Uh the, the, the first thing I have to look at is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck he threw one pick this week. Uh you know, he's he's notorious for throwing a few picks here and there. Um, he, has a lot of touch- he gets a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, but the problem is that this Colts team, they don't like to build around him, apparently. I mean, his leading receiver was Jack Doyle. Uh, you know, O'Doyle rules. Um, basically, <laughs> when you're looking at uh, Andrew Luck, he threw it 53 times. I'm pretty sure that's the highest out of any quarterback in week one, and the problem with that is that you can't throw 53 times and be almost perfect every single time. You have to have that type of uh, game where you, you have to be on point. And I think with the huge game at the second secondary of Washington had, it's going to be tough if Andrew Luck tries to throw 53 times without a couple picks.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go over as well, actually, on this one. I'm going to say uh, uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you mentioned there is I think, I mean, we know Andrew Luck's going to throw the ball a ton. I think we're going to see uh, the uh, defensive backs for the Redskins uh, be able to kind of jump a couple routes there. And I'm thinking maybe around three picks on the day. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game regardless, but um, I'm going to go over on the picks. What about the sacks side of things, on defensive side of things? We'll set the line at four sacks um, for the defense. We only got, what, two here this week. Um, so uh, what, what are you thinking on the sacks side? I'll, I guess I'll go first. I'll go All first right. on, on the sacks side of things. I'm, I'm going to go with ooh, four sacks. That's a big day for the defense. I'll, I'll, I will go with... You know what? I'll go for it. I'll go for the over. I'll say we're, this is going to be do a breakout game it. for Duron Payne. I think uh, I think we're yeah. going to see Payne uh, influence this game, game a lot more than uh, he did there in Week One. And I'm going to make uh, I'm going to say he actually collects two sacks himself. Probably Ionitis gets one. Allen might get one as well. I'm going
0: to go with uh, the over for four sacks. I'm going to go over as well. My fourth over in a row, just because of the sole fact, as I said before. When Andrew Luck drops back, his team sucks. So basically, <laughs> when you look at Andrew Luck, he has to throw it 53 times, and that's the problem with a lot of these teams is if you don't have a run game, which I told you before, Ben, they have this guy, Mr. Wilkins, whoever the heck that guy is, I never heard of him in my life, 14 carries for 40 yards. So, I mean, his his average per carry was very low. So if you have an average per carry that low and you can't run the football, so basically they only got 75 yards of offense and 22 attempts. So They're only averaging 3.4 yards a carry. It's not going to happen for you. I mean, they had the time possession by over five minutes over Cincinnati, but they both had two turnovers. And I just think when Andrew Luck has to have that much pressure on himself, dropping back that much, Andrew Luck's a smart quarterback. Don't get me wrong; he's a smart quarterback, and he knows don't turn the ball over as much as possible. But at the same time, he 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 drops back, and when he's getting pressured, and he has to go down, he'll he'll go down, which counts as a sack. So basically, when you're looking at it, I think uh, they're going to get more than four sacks and. Like I said before, this is the game to do it. If you're De'Ron Payne or John Allen or Matt Ioannidis, this is the time to get your one, two, or even a big uh, three-sack day somehow, or even Ryan Kerrigan. This is the time to do it because you're not going to have a quarterback uh, that's as, I guess you could say, as uh, pocket-heavy other than, like, you know, basically Aaron Rodgers is a, is a mobile quarterback, Drew Brees, a mobile quarterback, but he has a lot of really quick passes. I think overall – it's going to be a nice day for the Redskins defense, I think, over four sacks.
1: What about on the, uh, let's say, the point side of things for, for the Colts? Uh, we'll set the line at 20 points. For for Indy here in, in in week for week two, I'm going to go with the over. I think this is going to be a shootout um, really? between these two teams. So I'm, I'm going to go that, that the defense will give up over 20 points. Um, I'm not going to give my game prediction yet no, for, for the no, winner. No, 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 sir. You hold your we're horses. Get to that in a you second. You hold your Colts. But I will go with <laughs> the over for 20 points. Pull back points. on those
0: reins. I man. will. I will. I'll, I'll go with the over though. I'm definitely going to go. Um <laughs> um, I'm going to probably go – I'm going to go under this one. Okay. I think it's probably going to be – I don't know if it's going to be a shootout. I think the Redskins are going to have the time of possession game as well because the Colts defense – Really, even since Peyton hasn't been that great as a whole, so uh, I think the Cardinals' defense is a lot better than the Colts' defense, so I think the Redskins are going to have the time of possession game on their side as well. So if they can have a nice uh, conservative play from Alex Smith like he did this week, maybe a couple deep throws, an AP running the rock a lot, Chris Thompson with a nice swing pass here or there, I think it's going to be an overall uh, good game for them. I think they're going to score around 25, 30 points. The Colts, maybe they'll hold them to about uh, 17 or so. Um, but I'm going to go under 20 points. I'm going to go with the under on that one just because of the whole fact that I, I like to hear myself say under once in a while.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. What about week two preview? Let's get right into it here. Let's do it. Um, so week two, Redskins and Indianapolis. We, we discussed earlier the Colts losing 34-23 in their week one matchup with Cincinnati. Uh, things to look out for here, Mike. I mean, well, I'll start with a couple. Obviously, Luck threw over 50 times last game uh, with their rushing game only generating about 75 yards. Their Jordan Wilkins, 14 carries, 40 yards uh, for Indy. So, you know, you got to think Luck is going to be pass heavy again here in in, in week two. We're going to see that probably all season long from this team. They don't really have much of a running game. Uh, we did see Eric Ebron make four catches at the tight yeah, end. Uh, yeah, 51, uh, 51 yards and a touchdown and uh, defensively a couple sacks both coming from Marcus Hunt. So I mean, I, I like I said, I think this is going to be a bit of a shootout. I see uh, the the Skins defense unfortunately giving up a decent amount of points, but I do think the Washington Redskins will win in week two against Indianapolis. I think if, as long as everybody's playing and that was one of the things I wanted to mention real quick is, uh, you know, technically, numbers four through six on the depth chart at receiver for the Redskins were all out here today uh, when Trey Quinn went out. As, as Trey Quinn left the game, he's going to get an MRI tomorrow, so hopefully, by the time you're maybe listening to this, we know what's going to be happening with him. Cam sure. Sims was ruled out with an ankle and then an Mo Harris concussion. He was an inactive uh, for this game as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think for the Redskins, it's a little worrying that numbers four through six on your receiver depth chart were all out with injury after Quinn went down. You're hopefully at least one of those guys or or all three can can be back there for week two. Um, but uh, yeah I think skins skins get the win in week two against Indianapolis. That's my prediction there.
0: you got a score? Oof.
1: So like I said, I said shootout. I said, I said the skins would give up more than it's gotta be higher. So I think the
0: Skins I could
1: potentially see what India uh, what what Cincy just hung up on Indianapolis in week one. The same for the Redskins, a 34-23 final. Wow. I'm gonna go with it, really. Except for I'll say Indy gets 24. I'll say three oh, okay. three touchdowns yeah. and a field goal. You got to make uh, it nice. So yeah, I'll say uh, I'll say it will be 34 24. A couple field goals for the Skins, and uh, yeah, that's gonna wow. be my prediction for that's week two. A, I'm a, going a, big. I'm going big. Go I'm excited big for home. week one. Yeah, we're, we're not experts here. We're gonna make some wild
0: uh, <laughs> acquisitions, and uh, I'll, I'll go with the 34 24 final for uh, next week. Some guys that you got to look out for in this entire ball game. Uh, for the Colts, obviously, Ryan Grant returning to FedEx Field for the first time uh, since he was released. Um, basically, he was a training camp hero basically every single year, apparently, to the coaching staff, uh, but never really got it going in the regular season. But he had a very good game in week one, uh, eight catches, 59 yards, um, and uh, he had nine targets. So really, when you're looking at this, Ben, I think you've got to watch out for the secondary here. I think the secondary is going to have to step up a lot. And overall, in this 3-4 defense, I think you're going to have to have a lot of zone coverage in the middle and man-to-man on the outside. I think if you have Josh Norman and, uh, and Quentin Dunbar be man-to-man against the main guys, T.Y. Hilton, and I guess Ryan Grant is the, is the second guy as well. Um, and he's our second wide receiver. God bless him. Uh, you know, if he, I mean, he was hardly our number three receiver, and if he's a number two receiver, yeah. that's... that's uh, I, I Seriously. Um, but Eric Ebron, always got to watch out for him. As, but as you said, he drops a lot of balls, so he's susceptible to that. Um, but Jack Doyle, another good tight end Uh, you got to watch out for. So the Redskins are notorious for giving up a lot of balls to tight ends. So uh, an Ebron Doyle combination right there. They had 11 yards, or excuse me, 11 catches for 101, or excuse me, 111 yards uh, and one touchdown. So Overall, you got to watch out for Andrew Luck and his uh, mobile ability. So I think a lot of this uh, situational uh, rushing has to go with five rushers. I think you got to have Ryan Kerrigan and whoever's playing the other outside linebacker. You never know uh, on the outside because they're always interchanging. If you if you have those two guys rushing the outside, the three guys in the middle uh, with Ioannidis, uh, Allen, and, and Payne. If you have that, those guys clicking on all cylinders. Try to get Luck off his off his game a little bit. And uh, and maybe get a few sacks uh, as I said I think they're gonna maybe five or six maybe <laughs> but uh, I think overall if, if you if you stop that that I don't think their their receiving core is too uh, talented to uh, go against your defensive back core who just had a very good game against Larry Fitzgerald and company uh, so I'm gonna go uh, my final score prediction I'm gonna go thirty one seventeen skins win by two tids and uh, yes I call them tids. Nice. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is how I, how I do it. Uh, you know, I thought it was funny. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, they're going to win by two touchdowns, basically, and they're going to come home with the W. and Or, or actually, they're going to be at home uh, with the W. Funny <laughs> note is, you know, it's amazing. Ad still playing, still kicking. Three for four field
1: goals uh, today. Swing, with in a that, 50, swing in that leg. 51-yarder from him as well. And, again, we're, we're watching the Sunday night game uh, live. So we're seeing Aaron Rodgers was carted off the field. And so, what is it, Kaiser? now um, is yeah. a, i believe the they, backup they just quarterback. picked him
0: up. they picked him up not yeah. too long ago
1: so he's he's already playing here yeah there he is uh kaiser playing for green bay so they're already down uh 10 points in the second quarter at home and now they lose aaron Rodgers, the big contract man uh hopefully i mean I'm obviously bad. we're not going to wish any guy to get uh you know super injured so hopefully he, he's back but that you hate to see that uh, after signing the giant deal. And then in game one, in the first half, he's already
0: uh, carted, dr- driven off the field well, hey, for further uh, examination. Th- th- thank the Lord I'm not playing fantasy this year because I actually, the first time I drafted a quarterback in the first round was Aaron Rodgers, I think, two years ago when he got hurt for the entire season. Sure. So <laughs> so basically, uh, that's why I don't draft quarterbacks in the first round because you never know. No, so. no, you got to go, <laughs> go a
1: little bit later. But, uh, yeah, so we both are thinking a Skins Week 2 victory. It is a 1-on-5. On, kickoff um, next Sunday, um, so that that will be fun, and uh, we'll be doing our, our post-game stuff after that as well, so we'll be able to kind of hear, hear that and then obviously follow our coverage here this week leading up to that game, not only recapping. Uh,
0: week one, but also preview, again, continuing to preview week two. No doubt about it. And then the other NFC East teams that yeah. just uh, laid it out here real quick uh, against the Redskins, obviously. The Philadelphia Eagles going against Ryan Fitzpatrick down in Tampa. The gunslinger down there. Big ride. Uh, tickets are going as low as $114. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then New York uh, against Dallas. Sunday night football game. So that's going to be a very good game. We'll down keep our Dallas. eyes on that for sure. Yeah, so two 0-1 t- teams right there. Not trying to start the season off 0 and 2 I'll probably be rooting for the New York football Giants in that one because I hate Dallas. But overall, that's our Redskins uh, little preview for next week against the Colts. Definitely check out all of our social media sites, DC Crossover on Twitter. Also go on Facebook, the DC Crossover podcast. And also check out our podcast right here on iTunes. Uh, And and you can also subscribe, rate us, review us, do whatever you want to do there. Send it out to your family and friends. Uh, Just don't tell anyone to not give us a rating. We want those stars, people. We want to be dancing with the stars all night long. Absolutely. (laughs) Give us the ratings
1: for sure as we just see Khalil Mack and his – Chicago Bears debut, force the fumble, rip it right out of uh, Deshaun Kaiser's hands there. Look at that. That's crazy. Wow. Mac, obviously, big news with the trade there, and already making an impact, apparently, for for That's a good Bear thing about Nation. doing this
0: podcast, man, is that we get to sit here and watch a football game while we're talking about football. Yeah, and
1: you guys listening right now already know how this game turned out, but yeah. you know we're, we're keying on a couple moments there, but yeah, definitely rate and <laughs> review it. Um, feel free to reach out to us via social media, then also of course, as always, check through the website uh, exactly. for not just Redskins but also uh, we're talk, always talking wizards and gnats and mystics and, uh, and of course caps as we approach uh, NBA and yeah, NHL. it's gonna be a, it's
0: gonna be a really uh, heavy redskins next next couple weeks just because of the sole fact that the Nats suck. And uh, <laughs> and we'll see what happens to them. Uh, with uh, we're actually once they start getting to the offseason season with all the signings and different things like that, um, we'll also get into that as well. Uh, of course, the Caps and the in the Wiz, the new look Wiz, and the the defending Stanley Cup champion Capitals, and uh, the Mystics finally get into their first WNBA Finals. How many teams are in that league, anyways? Like eight. Um, I don't know. It's like like the arena football league where the Washington Valor ended up getting to the championship and won it when they, when they, I think they won like two games all season. It makes no sense. But the WNBA, the mystics, they ended up uh, going to the finals. They're down two nothing right now. Yeah. uh, They play Wednesday in game three, back at home. And, uh, well,
1: not real. really their home. They're playing at uh, Eagle Bank Arena there in Fairfax as, yeah. as the Capital One Arena goes on. Home of the Patriots. Yes, home of the Patriots. <laughs> the future A-10 uh, champs this season, I'll tell you. That's right. Uh, George Mason <laughs> Patriots. But, yeah, game three, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, you know, even if you're not a Giant, if you haven't been following the team all year or something like that, it's still a D.C. team. Yeah on the verge of, of greatness and trying to capture a, a, a championship. So definitely give the support uh, to the mystics as they hopefully they have to win three straight games to capture WNBA final. It's a best of five there in the WNBA and they're down two zero, so they're going to need some of that, uh, hey, some of that magic
0: for ne- sure. You never know about it too, with uh, Atlanta, Deledon. she's one of the top three NBA players uh, in the league right now, absolutely. Uh, so she's also a local person. I guess you consider it local out uh, the um, University of Delaware. She's a Blue Hen. Uh, but um, so overall, uh, if you want to go support them, check out the tickets on there. If they get to a game four, uh, Mr. Simpson, may be at that game. So I've say, got the tickets. So say hey, hey Ben, fingers crossed. Hey there you are. Um, and then uh, he doesn't do autographs, so don't ask him. he will probably um, see me on TV. <laughs> I'll be by the visitors' bench. I think I'm like fourth row or something oh, like that. Fourth row, so, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm a big big spender there for this. WNBA. Yeah, 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 the closest win. I'll get to an NBA final is the WNBA final. So at the Patriots. I'll, I'll go all <laughs> up. Yeah, at the Patriots Center. But definitely stop by and say hi if you
0: are at that game. For sure. <laughs> He's going to be wearing his Mystics. all of his I Mystic got my suit.
1: Deladon shirt.
0: Trust is, me. Uh, Amazon Prime. Is man. it a jersey? It's a jersey. I, I'm I'm really into jerseys. What's now. up with people in jerseys nowadays? We'll get into that later. But <laughs> the jersey thing. I, I mean, I'm all about the jersey, but I understand it's too much money and whatnot. But the jersey thing, everyone's it's like a new. I fad. love the Everyone jersey. loves
1: the jersey now. You can get a good jersey for twenty bucks. Yeah, and, twenty bucks. Uh, a good uh, quality jersey costs you you know a hundred, hundred fifty, depending on the team and the sport and all that. So might as well go with the jersey, a little more comfortable. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't want to get spill any ketchup
0: or, or honey mustard nope. on your
1: on your jersey. So you might as well spill it on
0: your jersey. Nah, you, might, you might as well. If you're going to spill it, you might as well spill it on a shirt rather than a jersey. Absolutely. A lot less money. But that's going to be the DC Crossover right here on iTunes. And also check out the com for all of our great writer, write-ups and uh, writers as a whole uh, for, for all your dc sports needs also we're going to introduce a new segment possibly next week uh, with our good friend and buddy danny noakes he also is in the radio business down south in south southern virginia so we'll also get a little bit of uh, outlook outlook not outlook uh the outlook <laughs> I, have to make, I don't even know what that means uh the outlook on virginia tech football i'm a huge Hokie fanatic um and uh and danny noakes has the inside scoop for the Hokies down Southwest Virginia. So we'll also check out for that hopefully next week. So come back and check us out right here on iTunes. For Ben Simpson, I am Mike Roan signing off for the DC Crossover Episode 3 right here on a beautiful Sunday night.